Global Broadcasting Networks presents Coach Talk Radio. Create the time, money, and lifestyle you want with tips, tricks, and techniques that get you started today from some of the best Internet minds in the business. Now here are your hosts, Internet brand strategist Sandra Beck and marketing director for Toganet Radio, Scott Frazier. guys and dolls. This is Sandra Beck and Scott Frazier is AWOL. He's missing in action. He's out the door. And so you're stuck with me today. But we're going to have a great time together because we're going to be visiting with Rosalind Sadaka. Now, she is a certified corporate trainer. She's a professional copywriter and a marketing consultant, which is right in our wheelhouse because she works with solopreneurs. She works with entrepreneurs or professionals such as coaches or authors or attorneys or therapists or trainers and and people who want to stand apart in their field. And I've had the pleasure of having Rosalind on a couple of my other shows because she also is a divorce and parenting coach herself. So she not only teaches this stuff, but she uses it for her business. And if you guys want to look her up while you're listening to this, you want to see samples of her work, and uh, you can go to Proven Results Writing, just like it sounds, provenresultswriting.com. Now, we're going to get into the meat of today's conversation because, Rosalind, it's so important that as small business owners or solopreneurs, as you called it, that we can differentiate ourselves from the competition because there's a competition for clients. There certainly is. (laughs) It's a big competition, and I like to win, so I want your winning strategies. Wonderful. Well, I think um, this is one of the most basic areas where if we don't, if you don't get that part of it right, you're you're setting yourself up for more struggle in your business, especially in a coaching business. So it's it's very important to think about who else is doing something similar to me, and what am I doing that stands apart and makes it different. And you really want to try to niche in to stand apart. For example. In the world of divorce, there are many, many people who do divorce coaching. They do coaching for women or coaching for men. They do divorce recovery coaching, moving on, um, dating um, after divorce. But I specialize in divorce and parenting issues. And there aren't a, a lot of other people who are experts in the parenting equation, which is not everyone who gets a divorce, but it's a huge piece of the puzzle when, when you are having a divorce with children. So I am very um, happy that I chose to niche in like that. And I suggest that other coaches think about what you do that's very distinctive or unique and, and try to focus on that as a marketing um, angle for yourself. Because otherwise, if you're just a life coach or a business coach or relationship coach, it can be very difficult for you to stand apart. And then you also want to make sure that you target your geographic area if you're working in a geographic area and seeing people in in person, then you want to make sure that region is on your website and your blog and all of your marketing materials because otherwise how would people know that you're a San Diego coach? or a Houston, Texas coach. So it's very important to um, use search engine optimization so that in all the places possible on your website and on your blog and in social media, 
that stands out very uniquely. You could talk about a city, a state, a region, an area, unless you are national or international in focus, and, that, and that's different. Another suggestion for differentiating yourself would be to join discussion groups on your topic, on, go to websites that have very active discussion groups and chime in. Uh, you, you could join several targeted groups on LinkedIn and you could go to uh, women's websites or men's websites that, that are talking about this, this specific topic that is your area of expertise and put in comments and feedback and um, be, be a part of that community so that people come to recognize and respect your name and contribution before you just do selling, before you just say, hey, I have a website and here's the link. And you, you then develop a reputation for being a quality contributor in that area. And also make sure that on your website or any other marketing material, you use as much video as you can, audio, and other things like quizzes, trying to get interactivity with people, and it also free gifts, e-books and e-courses and uh, videos, uh, courses, um, valuable material, special reports, valuable material that people will want that's coming from you so that it has your um, contact information on it and makes you a little more memorable. Well, and that's it. You know, I'm going to take the devil's advocate and I'm going to play the consumer side. You know, when I'm going out to look for a coach or I'm going out to look for a therapist, and I, I really saw this when I was looking for these high-conflict divorce specialists. I was looking for somebody who was specific. And I would run through all these different counselors, psychologists, social workers, uh, therapists, you know, you name it. I run the gamut and I couldn't tell most of them apart. They're like, yes, we specialize in family and things. Well, do you specialize in high conflict divorce? We specialize in family things. We specialize in family. We specialize in family. By the 50th site, <laughs> I started getting like bug eyed because I couldn't tell the people apart. It all became a blur and nobody had a really clear message, Rosalind, except you, which is why you came on my show so many times because you had a very clear message and I knew what I was getting as the consumer. And, you know, when we go to buy a pair of sneakers, we want them to be able to support our feet, look good, make us run faster, whatever it is that floats our boat. If we buy perfume, we want it to make us smell good. If we buy makeup, we want to look pretty. Well, when we hire somebody who's a solopreneur, we want to know what we're getting. So these general umbrella things, well, we specialize in families. Well, that's like saying I specialize in dogs. Like what dogs? You know, there's millions of dogs. And, you know, what you were talking about with these specifics is give me something to eat as the consumer. Tell me what makes you different. Give me a handout. Let me watch a video. Let me like you and choose you because I can't like you and choose you if you look like everybody else. Exactly. That's that's the primary point. And we can't go any further in any conversation unless we really understand who are we and how are we different from everyone else out there? Well, and don't you think it's interesting, Rosalind, that, and I find this when I work with my clients, my clients often don't even understand what they do. Yes. Uh, you, you know, know 
That's why it's so important that you're working with them. That's why we have clients, because sometimes we're so close to the trees, we don't see them from the forest, and we don't really understand that everyone doesn't know us from the inside out the way we know ourselves. We make assumptions that people know what we're about. And that's the biggest mistake when I work with clients on their websites and other marketing material. They just assume, well, everyone knows that. But no, they don't know that unless you tell them. And, and I will ask questions as an outsider coming in and learning about them. And I'll say, oh, where do you say that? And, ooh, well, uh, I guess I never said that. But very often we talk better on the phone about who we are and what we do than we show in our marketing material. And the marketing material needs to be a good reflection of all of that important information. Absolutely. And it's got to answer the million-dollar question, Rosalind, which I always ask. If the consumer reads this, they're going to say, well, what's in it for me? Right. What's in it for me? Bottom line. Bottom line, because if you don't satisfy my want, my need, my desire, whatever it is, I'm not going to choose you. I don't care how slick and fancy your stuff is. Yeah, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I think it's so important um, because it's it's interesting. Like if you're listening today and you are a solopreneur and or a small business owner and you sit down and say, well, what do I do? Because what you do might not be what the consumer sees you doing. You know, like I love this one dentist in New York City, Dr. Robert Soren, because he's a dentist and everybody goes, oh, yeah, he's a dentist. No, he's a builder of beautiful smiles. And if you want a beautiful smile, you know, and all these movie stars go to him and all these successful people go to him and he's a fortune who can afford him. But the fact of the matter is he's a builder of a beautiful smile and who doesn't want a beautiful smile and what a great difference as opposed to I'm a dentist, I clean, you know, I'm Dr. Drill and Phil and I clean and I work with, you know, this, and I do that. That's what he does. But the end result to the consumer is a beautiful smile. And that's the best, you know, little example, example I can give you that is what he does versus what the consumer sees he does. And Rosalind, I'd love you to, to chime in on that. We've got a couple minutes before break. Okay. Well, yes. Um, I I think differentiating yourself in some way and positioning yourself in a unique way is is the key to starting off, so that people can tell other people about you. And that's why I I um, gave myself a tagline: the voice of child-centered divorce. And when when I use that all the time, I say I'm recognized as the voice of child-centered divorce. Well, people just accept that, and it, it's become something that has followed me around the world. So by giving yourself a unique way of describing yourself, just like companies have taglines, you, you can create a tagline for yourself so you're recognized as someone special. Um, I have a, a client who, who is the, um, uh, she's, a, she's a stress an anxiety uh, management coach, and and she she uses um, the, a line about being uh, Dr. Chris, the stre- America's stress management coach. It's very succinct, but it it really targets who and what she's doing, and that is really the important message to um, 
to keep in mind whenever you're doing anything in a marketing arena. Absolutely. We're visiting today with Rosalind Sadaka, and we're talking about smart marketing for coaches. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about some of the mistakes that coaches and therapists and counselors and all these people that are in the help, support, inspiration fields make on their website. So if you're thinking of a new website, if your website's not working for you, you're going to want to come back after the break. You're not going to want to miss this. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, she'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Friday afternoons at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. Many stars and sports figures take out insurance policies on their personal attributes and body parts. David Beckham is known to have the largest personal insurance policy in sports history. Reports say his legs alone are insured for $70 million. 1930s actress Betty Davis bought an insurance policy from Lloyd's of London in case she gained weight. What's a word for beautiful legs and an attractive shape? Kelly Baum. Musicians Keith Richards, Rod Stewart, and Bruce Springsteen all carried multi-million dollar policies on their vocal cords. Food critic Egon Rene and wine expert Angela Mount set up insurance policies for their taste buds. What's a word that means the use of wine for therapeutic purposes? Enotherapy. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. Taking care of business every day. Taking care of business every way. Taking care of business. Hey, guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck, and we're here on Coach Talk Radio, and we're visiting with Rosalind Sadaka, and we're talking about smart marketing today for coaches. And as promised, we're going to talk about mistakes coaches make on their website. But before we do that, there's some key questions to ask yourself before creating a website, which is part of your marketing material or really any marketing material for your company. Rosalind, what what are some of those questions we need to ask ourselves? That, that's an important question. Thank you. You want to really understand your prospective clients. So you need to know what are their fears is it job security? Is it being rejected in relationships? Is it debt? 
marital infidelity, loneliness, you know, what is the, the primary fears that people come to you to address? And what are their frustrations, which are different? Not being heard, a lack of respect, being in a dead-end job, having weight problems, feeling inadequate, marital intimacy, frustrations, getting older. Whatever it is, you really need to know your target market, your ideal client from the inside out. And that includes what are their desires? Do they need to feel more loved? Do they need more tranquility and peace in life? Are they looking for financial security or keeping the children safe or improving their health, higher self-esteem, happiness? You need to understand that person's desires. And the last question is, what are their beliefs? If they believe life is a struggle, then they're going to have a certain outcome. If they believe they're being abused or no one wants someone like me and I can't find a date, if they believe divorce is shameful or my spouse doesn't respect me or, or work is hard or I'm a failure, whatever that is, then those facts, those inner beliefs are going to affect them on all kinds of levels. When you understand your ideal target market, then you could speak to one individual in all of your marketing material. You're not talking to a group. Yes, you want hundreds and thousands of people to possibly hear you, but if you address an individual and understand what their fears and frustrations and desires and beliefs are, then you could talk to them, not at them. And that makes all the difference. And then they feel heard and validated. And that's the key to successful communication in life making the other person feel heard and validated so that they feel you know them, you understand them, and you can help them. Absolutely, because if people don't recognize these things, their marketing can go in different directions that may or may not be good for their companies. You know, I used to akin it to uh, throwing darts at a wall. You know, if you don't explore these things with your customer, with your client base, and with the company owner, you know, you might as well throw a dart at a board and, and you'd have about as much luck. I totally agree. So let's work on some website uh, content and images and and strategy ideas because most of the time, you know, and I own a company, Motherhood Incorporated, that employs 140 moms from home to work on the web strategies I create. And when people come to me for a website, they're so concerned with colors. They're so concerned with how they want it to look. And look is part of it, but it's a really small spot of it because I can have a really but ugly website that delivers a lot of value to the consumer and it will outperform one that doesn't have value in the consumer's eyes, even though it's drop dead gorgeous. Have you had that same experience? That's totally, totally true and very important. It, it's the same thing as when I do coaching on relationships. People are so focused on height and weight and color of hair and, and jobs rather than focusing on the values of the person and, and their personality and commonalities you have. So it's very important to be focusing on the areas that are really important. And color and, and the immediate look of the website is not responsible for the results that you're going to get. 
So some of the biggest mistakes that I see clients make again and again and again is one, not having headlines on every page. When you look through newspapers or magazines, it's the headline that catches your eye and then you decide whether you're going to read any further. If you go to a website and the headline doesn't immediately let you know what this person is about or what this website is about, you're very likely going to move on because it's too confusing. You don't know where to look. You, there's so many things to see and to read and to click on. And a lot of people will, will leave rather than bother to decipher it all. So you want a very powerful headline. Um, if you want to use my uh, website for an example, um, childcenteredivorce.com is my own website. And you might want to take a look at that to, to see the way I have brought up the headline on, I'm just going there myself right now, to, um, to look at, at the headline on child-centered divorce and, and see what I put there. I'm having a little trouble getting this up. Just one second. Well, and Rosalind, I'd like to simplify things for our listeners. You know, I've been coaching a long time on websites, and I have what I think is my favorite analogy is, is your website, if you fish, you know, and everybody understands what the process of fishing is. Your website is bait. And if you don't know what you're fishing for, and there's nothing on your site to the fish to eat, you're not going to get them on the hook. Like it's, it's really, that's that simple a concept and your headlines, what you're talking about are something for the fish to eat. Exactly. And so you, you need, you need clarity and, and you need also a very strong message about what is going on, what you're offering and, and why people should be there. And that's, that's what's missing very, very often. It, again, it's too generic for people. And so they're not, they're not getting to the place where they want to be. So you want to very quickly announce what you're about, especially on the homepage. Uh, for example, on my website, it says, here's the care and support you need if you're a parent who is facing, going through, or moving on after divorce. Welcome to the Child Centered Divorce Network. That gives you an immediate idea of that we're talking about divorce and parenting. And it's right, and it's either either you're going to want to be there, and if you don't, and there's an old adage that I've used with my sales staff over the years, you want to blow through the nose to get through the yes. I would rather have 50 people say, no, I don't want this, so I can work with the one yes, than have a bunch of people not know what's going on. Especially when you're dealing with, with a business like coaching, because you want to qualify people, so your website should be a qualifier. Another thing that's very often missing is a call to action. When people read whatever is on your website pages, what are they supposed to do next? If you don't tell them to pick up the phone and call or click here to schedule a session or, or um, click over there to fill out this form or send me a note, whatever it is, then they don't know what to do. And that one factor alone can eliminate people from being effective on their marketing material because people read, they may think it's nice, but they don't take the initiative. You have to tell them right now, the next step is to do this and make sure they do it and make that very clear. 
Right. Where a fish bites a hook naturally, you need to tell your fish to take a bite. Yes. One of the biggest um, mistakes and things that are missing on websites are an opt-in box. That's that's an internet marketing tool that most every internet marketer uses. It's a place to capture email addresses so that you can start talking to people. How many people have visited your website and then didn't do anything? They didn't take the action you want. They didn't buy or call you immediately, but they may be interested in you. If if they disappear, then you have no idea who they are and how to find them. But if you have what's called an opt-in box, which means you, you make an offer of something really desirable related to your business, a free gift, a video series or a special report or an ebook, something that has a lot of value, and you make that available for free on your website, people are much more likely to give you their email address in return for getting that instantly. And you set that up once and it's done. But then you have names of people who for some reason found you and are interested enough in you to want to learn more about you. And then you move into what's called the autoresponder series, which is a way of communicating with these people via email on an ongoing basis, whether it's daily or weekly or monthly whatever intervals you choose, but you stay connected to them and remind them of who you are and the value of what you're offering. The studies have proven that most people do not buy anything first time around. They are very likely, especially if it's, if it's a pricey item, to think about it and maybe get a marketing message two, three, four, five, even 10 times. And finally, after a period of time when they're convinced that you're the right person, they'll make the commitment. So the, the sending a series of emails that talks about not as much about you, but what you can do for your potential client and how you can change their life for the better, that's going to get them into what's called a relationship with them. You, you are letting them know who you are, how you think, what you believe in, what services you offer, and why you're the right fit for them. Absolutely. I've got to take you to commercial break. We're visiting today with Rosalind Sadaka, and she is a marketing specialist, and we are talking. She's many things, but what we're we're using today is her marketing knowledge. Uh, We are talking today about how to communicate with consumers through your marketing, mistakes that people make. We talk about differentiating ourselves from the competition. If you missed the first half of today's show and you're just tuning in now, you're going to want to pick us up on iTunes under Coach Talk Radio. You're going to want to go to toginet.com. You can find this and other shows like this to build your small business uh, in, in downloadable form. You can also find us on iTunes under Coach Talk Radio. Now, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit about public relations and we're going to talk some more about websites some do's and don'ts and tips and tricks but we're going to talk about public relations because that's really taken a big turn uh, in these years because of the internet and because of these things that proliferate on the internet so you're not going to want to miss that
This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. The New York Times reported that exercise infomercials, such as P90X and Insanity, are frequently seen on cable television. Many people love these fast-paced, high-intensity workouts and get the results that they're after by doing them. But are these routines for you? Some people can answer yes, while others are happy to pass on them. Whether you are someone who adheres to these challenging workouts or not, it is of the utmost importance that you recognize your limits but make it a point to work out in some fashion. Not every workout is for every body, but exercise in general is the important thing. Don't feel that you have to do high-intensity routines in order to be fit. Be sure to work out daily, but know your limits. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Taking care of business every day. Taking care of business every way. Taking care of business. Hey guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck and this is Coach Talk Radio, and we're visiting today with Rosalind Sadaka, and we are talking about smart marketing, smart marketing for entrepreneurs, smart marketing for small businesses. That includes coaches and trainers and attorneys and dentists and, you know, all these different big groups of people that we have that, that, um, you know, and we, we got to put teachers in there too, because we've got a lot of tutors and teachers that do small businesses on the side. So, um, we were talking a lot about mistakes people make and some good practices uh, for their website. And I'd like to shift gears just for a moment, Rosalind, and talk about public relations. Because years ago, all you could do was hire a public relations department. But now there's all sorts of public relation options on the Internet. There's some free stuff. There's some paid stuff. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about how PR has changed and how we can utilize it best for our small business. Yes, it's, it's changed dramatically, but the basics are still the same. And the most important thing to remember is that a reporter or, or a news editor is looking for what is newsworthy. And a lot of times what we think is newsworthy, because we're so close to our business and so excited about it, is not newsworthy to them. It's, it's ho-hum. And that's why most of the time when they get press releases, which is really written stories about the news that, that a company has, most of the time it gets tossed because it's just, there's nothing unique about it. You have to create something that's genuinely newsworthy or timely. And timely is even more important because if something happens in national news and you have a business that's in any way related to it, 
that's the time to jump up and, and pick up the phone and call your local ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox News stations. Call your local um, radio stations and newspapers and say, hey, I'm a local expert on that subject. And I'll give you a perfect example that just happened yesterday. On 60 Minutes on, on Sunday, there was a feature story about a heroin addiction being a huge epidemic in Columbus, Ohio, which who would have thought of all places? And so they did a 20-minute segment about that. And I'm sitting there saying, gee, I have a client whose son was a drug addict who recovered from his addiction after being in rehab and has now started a foundation to talk to other young people and get them to avoid drugs and also get them to start life over better as a recovering addict. And they live in Columbus, Ohio. I had no idea that the epidemic was going on there. I just knew that I had this client. So on Monday morning, I emailed. I said, hey, did you catch the 60-minute show? And they said, yes, we did. We wish we knew about it because we would have loved to be uh, interviewed. So I said, well, now this is the hot moment for you. You pick up the phone and call your TV stations and newspapers, and you tell them that you are a local person who was addicted and now recovered and you are talking about it and started a foundation and you also have your mom who's very actively involved and I know they're going to jump on it and sure enough he got responses from all the TV stations and newspapers they're all scheduled times to interview him and now he is dealing with something the key there was using the word local because if you came from another city or another state, you're, you're not going to get the Columbus newspapers to pick up on it. So you have to find the angle that relates to the news story, and then you can jump on it and move ahead by calling the newsroom directly because they will be interested. For other stories that aren't as dramatic as that, then you have to come up with a, a headline that's going to be catchy enough to get attention and say something that's really worthwhile. And that's the challenge, whether you do it yourself or whether you do hire someone to coach you on it. The key is to come up with strong headlines that are newsworthy. And newsworthy is, is things that are new, timely, exciting, of widespread interests. It could be seminars, awards, or competitions, or parades. It could be press conferences. It could be new products and services that you're starting and speaking in, in different places. There's no end to it, but the only way it's going to get attention is if you approach the reporters professionally and in good timing. And don't get frustrated by the fact that um, you may get turned down. Now, you can pay for distribution services such as PR Web, which which is several hundred dollars to to send a release out because it's it's goes out very extensively or there are free services as well that are not going to pick the, be picked up on the same way but they may get picked up on the internet on different websites and you could try just sending your website to not your website your press release to some websites that you may be affiliated with groups or or associations and organizations that you're already affiliated with they may pick up your your press release as news. So you want to be very brief 
succinct, clear and concise, very accurate and not misleading. You can't hype or exaggerate on any media material because they see through it and they throw it away. You can't use a lot of adjectives in your press release. The biggest, the best, it's not advertising copy. So it has to be very accurate and precise and you have to make sure your headlines are strong and that your contact information is on every page so that people can see it. And you could post your press releases on, on LinkedIn, on your own blogs, on your website, on friends' websites. There's a lot of freedom now to do things that you never could have done before. But think like a reporter at everything that's happening in your world, say, is there something newsworthy about this? Am I doing something new or different or unusual that other people would want to know about? And don't get discouraged, even if you turn down a few times. You never know on the fourth or fifth or sixth try when they jump on it, and that makes all the difference in the world, because suddenly you're being interviewed by a big publication or TV station. So I want to ask a question about that, because if you have somebody, like let's say you have a client who who is in a very specific niche. You know, I look at some of these business coaches out there. They're like small to mid-size. They, mm -hmm. they coach small to business, or I'm sorry, small to mid-size business companies about financing or governance issues or like structuring equity capital or like how to manage a high-growth company. You know, I see these coaches out there. So are you saying that they should, when they see CNBC, when they see Forbes, when they see groups doing this, uh, articles on something that they're in alignment with, do they call their local, like, who are they calling? Yes, I got a little confused. Yes. yes, and not only in alignment with, you could be contradictory, too. You could say, um, I heard so-and-so on um, NBC News, and um, I have a, I totally disagree, or he forgot the most important point. So you could be a positive or negative Local meaning, you call up in the city that you live closest to, you call up your TV stations and your newspaper, and you say, I am a local expert authority on this topic. And this topic is in the news because someone in the presidential debate said something, or someone on Forbes said something, or there was an article somewhere, whatever it is, tie it into something meaningful and relevant and timely today. And they will usually say, can you send me something? Because you're usually getting the newsroom and they want. So then they're going to give you an email address and then you send over something that's written up that's going to look professional in, in the form of who, what, when, where, why, you know, with a, with a catchy headline. If, if you're agreeing or disagreeing with an expert, then you want to talk about, but put the word local in, local expert and then supports, disagrees, um, offer, offers additional information, you know, about this, this topic that happens to be in the news right now. That is the quickest way to get media attention because they're looking for a local example of something. Got it. So they call their local affiliate, cite whatever they read or where they saw it, that's timely, and then from there, they, when you produce something to them it might be a, like a two-page article do you give them the information up front that you want to talk yes, about you, you never on, in, in pr you never include attachments because the media will not open an attachment but you could give them one to two pages 
that addresses why you think you're worthy of an interview. It has to be, it has to have what they call a hook. Right. And not, it's not about you, but it's about what you know or what you're sharing. So if Dr. Oz says something about a, an oil that, that they found is very dangerous to eat, and you happen to be an expert on nutrition, and you could be a local expert who says, I've been avoid, uh, telling clients to avoid this oil for, for the last 10 years. There's a story there that, you know, and you're, and you're talking about why. Got so it. You're connecting with Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil, someone in, in, in a big news story, and it, it, it can jumpstart your career in, in, in huge ways when you hit a home run that way. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So, okay. So we're about to go to commercial break. Um, we've got a couple minutes before break. In your experience with doing this for your clients, would you say that it, it, you were talking months before somebody bites or are we looking at it could happen at any time? It could happen tomorrow. So be prepared. And would somebody need a website built about themselves as an, to position themselves as an expert? Well, it makes, it makes more sense if you're contacting a, a media representative and you're saying, I'm an expert on such a subject, but your website happens to be talking about knitting or tires. Then and, and that's not the topic that we're discussing. It, it doesn't build your credibility. Right. So if you're an author, if you're a coach, and if you have some marketing, a blog, you know, or or a website that's related, then of course it's going to boost the credibility of saying this is my area of expertise. I happen to be living in our community. The media does not want to bring in outside experts. They love having experts from the local area. Now, once you grow your experience, then, of course, you're going to aim for getting on the national news so you could be interviewed on the Today Show. But that doesn't happen overnight. And usually they like to see that you have samples of other TV interviews prior to that. And that's what you're doing. You're starting to build up your expertise as a local expert, and then you can be a regional expert, and then you could be a national expert. Got it. Got it. Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velasi's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velasi is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes well 
wholeness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures to her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons. Her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine, and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Hot yoga is popular, and many people love it. But the resounding question is, does it burn more calories than regular yoga? Most people perspire heavily during class because the room temperature is so hot. They feel like they're working really hard, working up a sweat and burning loads of calories. Fitness Magazine states that hot yoga is not necessarily melting more fat. Your heart rate increases during hot yoga because blood vessels dilate to increase blood flow to the skin to help your body cool down, not because you're burning more calories. The article states that you can burn the same amount of calories sitting in a chair for 15 minutes as you do sitting in a sauna. Remember, it's not the temperature of the room that produces a bigger burn. It's the intensity and muscle challenges of yoga poses. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Guys and dolls, this is Sandra okay. Beck, and we are here on Coach Talk Radio, and we are talking about uh, smart marketing techniques for small businesses and solopreneurs or entrepreneurs, whatever you call yourself. If you're putting marketing together and PR together, you're going to want to listen to uh, Rosalind Sadaka. Now, Rosalind, what's your site for? Um, what's yeah. your site for? It's proven, uh, provenresultswriting.com provenresultswriting.com and I have lots of samples of websites and sales letters and other brochures and marketing material as well as um, testimonial quotes which everyone should have on their websites as well. Uh, you always want your happy clients quotes on there so you can find all of that at Proven Results Writing. Well, and writing is the key, you know, to yes. so much of this. I think, you know, I went to journalism school before I went to business school, and I'm so thankful because in very lean times, I can always find work writing. And, you know, writing is what the in Internet is based on. I mean, the classification of words, keywords, you hear the word keywords and tags. It's all about that. So getting, you know, in alignment with someone like yourself who has just incredible knowledge about this is so important. And that's what I wanted to talk about um, last is some important copywriting tips. Whatever you're putting together, whether it's a website or a brochure or a sales letter or any other a video script, whatever the marketing material, you really there are certain key um, steps that you have to take that are going to make a difference in the outcome in relating to your pr prospective client. And the first one is to Start the conversation that your prospect is already having with themselves. In other words, touch on their pain, as you know. So if your headline and your opening uh, 
sentence or two addresses their worry, their concern, their their pain, then they're going to keep on reading. You have to hit it over the head and make sure you begin by solving what a current problem. So you could you could talk about the fact, are you afraid of such and such? Are you frustrated by this happening? Talk in feeling language because people buy emotionally. They do not buy and they do not make decisions by logic. You could tell from the presidential election there's no logic behind so much of it. It's all emotional. And so it's, we, it's we all have, emotional because one I of the things that. I used to tell my my, you know, I work a lot in children's charities, Rosalind, and I would say, you know what, if you can make them cry, they'll open their wallet to get their exactly. tissue. <laughs> So, so when you talk about a solution that's going to rep- improve their health or save them money or, or bring love into their lives or make them look younger, then they're going to continue reading. So early on, you have to hit on that button in your blogs, in your websites, in your articles, everywhere. And you want to go beyond just talking about the benefits. We want to really focus on the emotions so that you, you have the solution and, and they are going to feel differently as a result of working with you. And then, of course, you talk about all the possible benefits that you are able to deliver for them. Because sometimes you may start a conversation with a prospective client because their problem is A. But in talking further with them, you may find out that they're also really frustrated about B and C. And when they find out that you handle B and C as well as A, well, that makes it an even easier sell to, to close that sale because they're finding out you're doing so much more. For example, if someone hires me as a copywriter to write a website and then they find out I also provide public relations services, whoa, now they could send out a press release and have me handle that too. And I could also write the ebook that they wanted to give away as a free gift. So. You don't know that until you have that conversation and then they find out more about you. Another important tip is to make sure that you minimize the price by comparing it to other things. And you see this done by, by copywriting masters, like compare the, the, uh, your book's price to the cost of a meal out or a coaching session to the, to the cost of, of going and, and doing something else or or com- compare what you're serving, uh, what your product is to a haircut or something else real in the lifestyle. And it, it makes it much easier to, to accept the price. Or you could break it down to an investment of only $1.50 a day sounds better than $46.50 a month. So there's ways of talking about your pricing and bundling it together also, bundling in, into packages so that if one may be sound expensive, but if they're getting a package of four or five, the cost is much less and they're getting so much more value. And then you want to make sure you're fully demonstrating the value of who and what you are. And that's when you use stories and testimonials. And testimonials, I can't emphasize how important they are because people respect the words of other people much more than they will from you because we all know we live in a in an environment where people are promoting themselves but if other people have written things that say that you're great it just has much more strength and value so ask for testimonials from all of your clients don't be shy ask them to write something about 
how working with you has changed their life and put that everywhere you could possibly put it because it's very, very important. Well, yeah, because people don't trust advertising and marketing anymore right. as a general rule, but they do um, they do understand peer-to-peer comments. That's what what Amazon has done so beautifully. Yes. You know, when you get on there, like I, I'm looking for these Santa hats for a charity event my company is running, and I must have looked at, you know, 10 different vendors for bulk Santa hats. And, you know, I when I read on there and I hear that, you know, they were cheaply sewn, the felt fell off, the balls fell off, all the kids, you know, hats lost their balls. You know, this is valuable information, not only for the, the consumer, but for the producer to go, you know, if your product sucks or you don't deliver, there's some consequence, but it'll also tell you where to improve. Yes, uh, so that that's a very important point you're making, and that's why um, we we sprinkle those testimonials everywhere because it makes a big deal. And, and put names and titles when you can get them. I know in certain sensitive areas people don't want to give their their full name, but use as much as you can. And if anyone asks, say that you know you will you can connect people up if someone wants to call someone personally. It doesn't usually happen, but you could offer to make that available. Uh, another important point is you want to create an urgency to buy your service or your product. And so there's ways of having limited time offers. Or if you, know, if you do it this week, then the price will be better. Or adding a bonus that's going to end soon. So if, if you get it within this period of time, you also get these two special bonuses. Um, you want to make sure that you're, you're totally honest and you don't hype anything that isn't real about what you're doing. But when people have a time incentive and they know they're going to get a discount, but it ends at, at this date, they're much more likely to move ahead and make the decision rather than putting it off. Absolutely. You know, and I think, you know, we're getting very close to the end of the show. What is your best advice to somebody listening today? Like, where do they begin other than calling you and having you do it? <laughs> yes. Focus on your your reader, your prospective client whenever you're doing anything and making sure you understand them and speak to them. Because when you speak to them, and you let them know you understand their, their needs and their pain and their hurts and anxieties and frustrations, you're much more likely to get a response. And they're likely to respect you because they feel you know what, what's going on with them. And so the more personal and intimate and warm you could make your communication and the less advertising, the, the more likely people will, will jump on board. And test, test what you're doing. You know, it, it, with the Internet, you could change headlines on something that you send out. And on a, say you're sending out an autoresponder letter, and you could test the headlines and see which one gets a better response. Just send half to one half of your list and then change the headline for the other half of your list. Or you could test prices. You could test offers. You could test bonuses. You have to do them one at a time, but if you keep testing, you'll find out what works and what doesn't work for you, and that's worth a million dollars. So don't give up, and use use the 
sound principles that we're talking about. Don't get caught up in, in following people with get-rich-quick schemes because in the long run, you don't get rich quick. Be, be honest, have high integrity, but, but be very aware of what your client is needing. It's not about you. It's about how you could help your client and letting them know that and that'll make a huge difference in the marketing outcome for in any ways that you're trying to do that. Absolutely. Rosalind, how would people find you? You can contact me at rosalindwrites at gmail.com. That's R-O-S-A-L-I-N-D-W-R-I-T-E-S at gmail.com. Or go to provenresultswriting.com and you can um, connect with me through that website. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we are visiting today with Rosalind Sadaka. She is clearly, clearly, clearly a marketing expert. She is the marketing expert. If you want to get a hold of her, uh, her, uh, what was your website again, Rosalind? It's provenresultswriting.com. You could also call me directly um, since you've been on this call and listening to this show. You could call me directly at 561 742 3537. That's 561-742-3537. And I'm happy to give you a complimentary uh, session to, to talk about what your issues are and see if I'm a good fit for you. Absolutely. Well, this is Sandra Beck, and this is Coach Talk Radio, and we will be back more uh, with more next week on information and insight and all sorts of good things for the solopreneur, the entrepreneur, and the small business owner. Thank you for listening. On behalf of Sandra Beck and Scott Frazier, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques from Coach Talk Radio.